0: This game can go so quickly. Your kids are only kids for so long. And I know like my parents are now empty nesters, like my two other sisters are still in college. Um I've been obviously gone for a while, but I know like when you look back at it, a lot of things that parents kind of they miss it. They miss it. And I don't want you to have to miss it one day um, as much as some people do. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Agle, and I'm so excited to have you back for another episode. Today's going to be a solo episode. We've just come off of two incredible weeks of learning from the GOAT in softball herself, Coach Carol Hutchins. If you missed out on those, go back and listen. And honestly, I will be listening to those more than once because of how incredible she is and the knowledge she has that she shared with us. Today's going to be a little different. So a few weeks ago, our very first dog that we ever got, I was in high school when we got her. Her name was Ginger. She passed away. She was about 14 and it was just time. And I was a wreck, let me just tell you. But the crazy thing is the same exact day that I found out she passed, I was inspired to do an episode for her. And we're going to title it 10 Skills Dogs Can Teach Us. Only because if you're dog people, you're going to understand all 10 of these. Actually, I'm giving you 11 because I couldn't stop at just 10. And if you're not a dog person, maybe you'll become one. But whether you are or not, there are a lot of things that dogs truly can teach us if we look at life from their eyes. And Ginger was just the best dog, and this is my little tribute to her. I don't plan on crying, but we'll see if it happens. So the first one that I'm thinking of is to protect your inner circle at all costs. So this goes for athletes, parents, coaches alike. If you're a coach for a team, your, your team needs to know that you're going to defend them in any battle that comes across. They want to know that when there's a not great play called that you're going to be in their corner. I've never been more fired up in a game than a time where one of my assistant coaches got kicked out of the game because he was defending us. And also um, there was a time I was playing first and someone stepped on my my ankle and I was on the edge of the bag where I'm supposed to be at first and someone intentionally stepped on my ankle and my team rallied behind me and they protected me and they made sure like we are going to beat this team at all costs to, to defend you. And so I've learned through dogs, especially my current one who barks at anything and everything he hears outside, protect your circle at all costs. And I think that that can go for anyone. Your people want to know that you have their back. So that's number one. Number two, let's stop trying to take ourselves too seriously. Um, I'm pretty sure any and all dogs don't care at all what other people think of them. And I think we do a lot. We care too much about what other people think of us. So let's not take ourselves too seriously. Let's play the game and have fun. Let's just enjoy every minute. Um, And I'm kind of rambling into some of the other ones that I've thought of for this list. But dogs don't care what other people think, and we shouldn't either. All right, number three, there's a part one and part two to it. So the first one is, you're never too old to play. So I remember the very last time I got to see my dog, Ginger. And she had these little baby toys. We call them her babies because she always put them on the ground next to each other and it was so cute. And I was just throwing them in the air and she was like barely getting off the ground, but catching them and her tail was wagging and she was so excited to play. And I think there's something we can learn from that. We're never too old to play. You know, the way we play will obviously be different, but I think it's important to bring out our inner child every once in a while and still play. Now with that, Always be ready for your chance to play. This is a funny one because, you know, if I ever say like, and I don't want to wake him up right now because he's sleeping, but if I'm ever like, Arnie, let's go outside. He's always perking up and going outside and he's ready for his chance to play because obviously I have a job. My husband has a job. We can't always play. Um, If we always play, we'll always be tired, but he's always ready. And I think for any athlete that maybe isn't getting a whole lot of playing time, be ready for your moment. Um, I think... You know, a lot of people whether they're in college, youth, you know, travel ball, if you're not playing as much as you'd like, you better make sure that you're ready for your chance because you're going to get chances and the idea is you just need to be ready for that chance. Now, it might not might not always be the exact circumstance that you want. Like when I was playing pro and not playing a whole lot, I was getting chances against, you know, the number 1 pitcher in the world, Monica Abbott, as my team was down by 10. And my glass was definitely half empty when I played in those situations. But if I would have changed my mindset to being ready for that moment, saying who cares what the situation is, I'm ready for it, I feel like I would have shown up differently in those situations. So always be ready for your chance to play. This next one is pretty obvious, but I don't think any being in the world loves you as much as a dog. And I wrote down that unconditional love is loving even when they get on your nerves. So I'm talking about from being a dog owner. (laughs) This dog that I own, I've blamed a lot of problems on him because he just needs a lot of attention and I've probably given it to him, so I'm the one to blame here. But even though he gets on my nerves all the time, Mm -hmm. he loves me anyway. And I totally yell at him a lot, he loves me anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the crazy thing is, Arnie, and that's my current dog's name, the one that you hear barking in all of these episodes, he is going to love me whether I have a great day or a terrible day. And I think that's something that we can learn as parents and coaches, especially it's like your kid's not always going to have the best day at the plate. And as long as they know that you love them anyway, I think is really important, especially after a game where your kid's beating themselves up, you can tell they're in a bad mood and Sue Inquist, she mentioned this when she was on the podcast. How about you offer like Chick-fil-A or some ice cream after that tough game? It's not normally what you do, right? Normally we praise the good games, but if we can kind of show them these little acts of love, even on their bad days, I think that's an important thing. So dogs can definitely teach us to love hard. This next one's kind of funny. Shake it off. (laughs) So many times when I play with my dog, he'll like run into the side of the couch or like even hit a table with his head and we'll be in the midst of playing and he he will literally shake his head like ow that hurt and then he's like ready for the next ball. And I just think that's hilarious because you know, the amount of times I was playing basketball and like maybe rolled my ankle. And I just got up and kept going. It was one of those where obviously I was in pain, but like I knew I could play through the pain. It kind of made me tougher. Now, obviously, injuries are totally different. Like Arnie's been bit in the face by another dog before and he was crying. There is a difference between actual injuries. So I don't want to say like just keep going if you can't move your arm or leg. (laughs) Like, no, obviously, injuries are completely different. But sometimes when we like, I don't dive for a ball and we know we like hit our, our side really hard. Like obviously like shake it off, like give yourself a couple seconds to just embrace the fact that that happened. But if you like almost shake it off and move on to the next play, um, you'll likely find that you are tougher than you think you are. So shake it off comes from Arnie Eagle. <laughs> Whenever he's injured, even if it's like a little injury, he pops back up and he's ready to go. And I think there's a lot of resilience we can learn from dogs. All right, what number is that? One, two, three, four, five. All right, number six, being there when you need them, always. So this kind of goes along with the bad days, but you know that your dog knows that you're their first priority. So like your entire family, nothing is bigger than you. And I think as an athlete, knowing that you know your parents are like, you are their first priority in life, I think it makes you kind of like rise to the level of your expectations a little more in regards to if you know that your parents love you no matter what, and you know that they're going to do anything and everything to help you succeed and thrive, you show up different. And I was lucky to have that. But this is where, you know, the same thing goes for dogs. Like you are their number one no matter what. And, you know, whether you have that great day or that terrible day, you're going to go home and that dog's going to jump on you and lick your face and be so excited to see you. And all of a sudden it kind of feels like your troubles have gone, right? So, you know, it's hard. Obviously not every day we're going to feel that chipper and excited, especially when we have that bad day. But as long as your people know that you are their first priority, I think it's it can really help you lean into... What you're capable of, truly. All right, number seven. Now, this one, <laughs> I was a little inspired by a dog I saw on the internet. Bear with me, um, but it's focus hard on what you want. So I don't know if you guys have seen this dog. He's like all over like ESPN social media right now, but he's literally like standing in a hockey goal, and the owner must be like some sort of really good hockey player because he can really hit the puck hard, but the puck is in front of him and the owner will like literally hit up, hit the puck as hard as he can to try to get into the goal. And the dog every time stops the puck or catches the puck in its mouth. And its unfreaking un-freaking-real to see this dog do this. And the owner has even like put other obstacles that he's hit into... The net and the dog's not even phased by those, so like he'll hit like this pink colored ball into the net, and the dog's not even moving because he's waiting for that one puck. And man, dogs really have like this and like crazy focus. Like when you're about to throw like a tennis ball for your dog, like they are staring at you intently, waiting for you to throw it. And if you don't throw it, they notice most of the time. <laughs> I mean, when Arnie was a puppy, he didn't notice, but like they are so focused on that ball. And I think that focus, we can definitely um, have that as parents, coaches, and especially players. It's like, what's the most important thing in the game of softball? Obviously the ball, right? So if we can find that focus and be so locked in to the ball itself and try not to let other distractions get in, we're gonna be much more successful. Let's say a ball went through our legs in the last play. But if you can say, this next ball is mine. I want the ball, give me the ball, I want it internally if you say these things you're going to come out on top. Same thing with coaches. Like obviously we're trying to win ball games. You know, if you're in like a little league or development play, like you're trying to make sure everybody gets a chance to play, like make sure that you're completely focused on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Now, if you're the player, obviously the ball is the most important thing. Coaches making sure that you put together a good lineup, making sure you're speaking and your, what you're saying is coming across to your players. Make sure you focus hard on what you want. And crazy enough, dogs can definitely teach us this. All right, number eight. Naps are extremely important. Resting is important. If I play hard with Arnie, and if I ever played hard with Ginger, man, that dog like plopped on the ground and took a real good nap afterwards. And I think that when it comes to this day and age, sometimes there's so many things going on in our plate that we don't really take time to rest and take care of our bodies. So... I like to say play hard, nap hard. I wouldn't have survived college without napping, especially when we're training five to six hours a day um, on average. So if you have a busy schedule, try to sneak in a nap. And yes, dogs can definitely help us with this. Um, I've been napping a lot more than normal lately, and my dog has been laying right beside me taking that nap. But dogs take naps all the time because they know they need them, and I think we can follow suit. All right, I think this is number nine. All right. Enjoy every minute you have with your dog. Don't ever take that time for granted. Every time I was home at my parents' house, uh, I would make sure to spend like a good like thirty minutes to an hour with just me and her. Because you know, when dogs are getting older, or even like older family members, like you kind of have taken so much time for granted because they've been healthy. And then when you see them kind of deteriorate a little, it's like, oh crap. Like I need to make sure I make the most of the time that I have with this person or this dog. And so this game can go so quickly. Your kids are only kids for so long. And I know like my parents are now empty nesters. Like my two other sisters are still in college. Um, I've been obviously gone for a while. But I know like when you look back at it, a lot of things that parents kind of, they miss it. They miss it. And I don't want you to have to miss it one day uh, as much as some people do. So if you take the time to make the most of every minute you have with your people, it's an important thing. You know, obviously I don't get to cuddle my dog Ginger anymore and it hurts my heart because she was the best cuddler even though she didn't really sneak in and cuddle with you. But sometimes when she laid down, I'd lay beside her and gosh, I'm getting teary eyed. I don't get that chance anymore. Um, thankfully, I have my own dog that I forced to cuddle with me all the time now. But just like, just like our dogs, your people and this game, it's not gonna be around forever. So make sure you're, you're truly present. Every time you're with them, you're not on your phone while you're with your daughter. Um, you know, even even you kids, like when you're at the dinner table. Like I know you want to be on your phone and check out the newest TikTok, but like, trust me, you're going to miss the family time that you have at the dinner table. So you know, this is where parents can maybe set boundaries. Same thing with coaches, set some boundaries around this. But like, be present. Do things together without um, TV or your phone or any other distractions. Time goes by really fast. Um, and this game definitely does too. All right. Number 10. And like I said, there's a bonus after this one. I get this one from dogs for sure. It's a okay to get dirty. <laughs> um, my dogs are always dirty, especially when it was muddy. They found a way to roll in the mud on top of the tennis ball that we're throwing. But you know, as mad as you are in the moment, cause you know, you have to wash the dog after, you know, they had a good time. And I pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure a mission of mine when I was playing was to get dirty because if I, I, if I got dirty, I know I had a good time. And I know I gave my my team a chance to win. So you players out there that like don't get dirty that often, now I know for pitchers, sometimes it's harder for you. But anywhere else in the field, don't be afraid to get dirty. Catchers, they kind of signed up for it. They're always getting dirty. I was a middle infielder for a long time. Loved getting dirty, loved diving for balls that I didn't know I could get to, and I surprised myself. So, trust me, it is a okay to get dirty, even though our parents might complain a little bit because it's tough to clean. Fun fact for you parents out there that are trying to clean up your daughter's uniforms, especially the white ones. When I was playing pro, my team and I would take our jerseys to like a power wash, like an outdoor power wash for like cars. And we would just take that power washer and like put it over. The, um, the uniform, obviously with soap. And it really, it, it worked so well. I know there's probably other hacks. So if you have another hack for listeners, head over to the ABT community on Facebook. That's where sometimes we talk about the podcast in there. The ABT community, it's a part of the Ashley Burkhardt training, Facebook community, type in your hacks, because I know there's a lot out there. So learn from dogs. It's okay to get dirty. Probably means you had more fun. All right, last but not least, life is meant to be enjoyed. This kind of goes with enjoy every minute you have, but truly, I'm gonna say it one more time. Life is truly meant to be enjoyed. And if we are taking ourselves too seriously and not seeing the good or the fun in the work that we're putting in, it's probably not worth it. Dogs can truly teach us that like every moment is meant to be enjoyed. Every time we get a chance to go on a walk, they're excited. Any anytime somebody rings on the doorbell, they're excited. Also scared at the same time because they think somebody's breaking into the house. But as soon as that person walks in, they're excited. You walk in the door after a long hard day at practice. They're excited to see you. They enjoy every minute. They, you're eating dinner. They're sitting underneath that table, making sure you're trying to you're going to drop something for them. I think there are so many things that we take for granted. And you know, if we look at life from a dog's mind or a dog's eyes we'll find a lot more joy in in the crazy, in the hard because obviously like we have harder lives than dogs like I totally understand that but if we can kind of think back and like be a little bit more childlike and a little bit more open to all the craziness that comes along and really take care of our people and be ready for our chance to play and almost have that that like get to mindset instead of have to mindset. Like a lot of you go to practice and you hate going to practice. But like if your dog had a chance to play, because that's what practice is, get, you get to go play softball. If you look at it from the eyes of a dog, they're going to be excited because they're about to go have fun. And yes, of course, it's going to be hard. But if you love the game of softball, then we have to learn to have a better get to. I get to go play mindset then I, oh, I have to go play because't so I, don't, I don't think dogs ever get mad that they're about to go play. So there's my 11 skills dogs can teach us in honor of my dog Ginger who just passed away. Um, a lot of you probably have dogs that have passed as well but hopefully you can kind of maybe think of your inner child and think of your your amazing dog that you had or have now and look at life in a little different perspective because i'm pretty sure like i said before dogs love life more than anybody i'd argue that one and i'm sure i'm sure some people would say another dog or another another thing would like life more but if we look at life from a dog's eyes we might be surprised at how different and more fun life will be rip ginger we're going to miss you we love you and don't forget to stay awkward stay humble and keep smiling I'll see you next week for another interview. See you later.